Hello, and welcome to Tech Talks in the Silicon Forest, a podcast with host John Boone, president and founder of ProFocus Technology, an award-winning technology staffing and consulting company. On this episode of Tech Talks in the Silicon Forest, John interviews Lutz Beck, CIO of Daimler Trucks North America. From applications manager to CIO, Lutz has been a leader in the Silicon Forest since 2003. In this discussion, he will share insights about growing your career, digital transformation, and how he tries every day to be a better leader. You'll also learn about some of the technology trends at Daimler Trucks. We are so excited to share these insights with you. So let's get started. Hello, and welcome to Tech Talks in Silicon Forest. I'm John Boone, your host, and today we are happy to have our guest, Lutz Beck, the CIO of Dino Trucks North America. Daimler Trucks North America is a major employer here in the Portland area. Their brands include Freightliner Trucks, Western Star Trucks, and Thomas Built Buses. I'm sure you've seen all of these types of vehicles all, you know, throughout, you know, your whole life, actually. Um, and uh, so there's tons of innovation going on here, right here in Portland, including electric trucks, automated driving, and connected trucks, and we'll be talking about those things. Welcome, Lutz, and uh, I'm happy to have you on the show. Thank you very much for joining us. Thanks for having me, John. You're welcome. Yes. Well, let's get started. You know, you're a real champion of, of creating opportunities with emerging technologies. And I was curious about just, you know, to start, like, how are you driving that at Daimler with your teams there? I mean, we are, we are, we're, we're using emerging technologies for a lot of topics at, uh, at Daimler Trucks North America, right? Uh, we are experimenting with uh, with uh, virtual reality, augmented reality. We we uh, do, of course, our artificial intelligence, machine learning, right? Because we do see a lot of value in using these new technologies in our products as well as in our services. And you guys are, you know, really, you know, you've got your IT department, and you know, you guys are really driving technology from the IT department. That's that's interesting. So you you kind of created some transformation there as far as um, delivering more, you know, uh, innovation and more business value. Yeah, we are we we're in a transformation on the IT side since uh, uh, 2018, and uh, what we are driving towards is basically uh, what we call building the intelligent company where data is the key asset uh, and we're using data for uh, decision-making, uh, for efficiency driving and so on. And the second thing is, of course, we wanna, we wanna show as IT the Ford leadership, right? Everything is based on technology nowadays and we wanna drive and help the company to use these technologies for our processes, uh, for the products and driving that towards uh, really a data-driven company. Interesting. So data, data driven, like what, um, you know, I know we all kind of know, but I'd be curious about your take on you know, what, you know, which data are you talking about and really how does it help you? I mean, we have a, we have a, I mean, we are, we are having a, a more than 80 years uh, history, right? At Freightliner and more than, more than 125 years at uh, Daimler, right? Or Mercedes-Benz trucks, right? You can imagine how, how much data we are having and how much we can use the data. So we are trying to use all the data 
<clears throat> and say data is one of the key assets in the company and, and looking in which data is valuable for us, which data is maybe not as valuable, right? Of course, we are still working towards that. Uh, I think there's a long journey, but uh, we see more and more that data we have in-house in our backend systems, as well as data which we generating out uh, with our trucks every day, every single day. Uh, if we are combining that, uh, it's it's so helpful for everything what we are doing, and it's giving so much insights. So we can uh, take decisions in a complete different way that we did before. Yeah, I know that you've um, you know when we chatted before, you know you mentioned that that it's really IT's time to shine, you know, yeah. and I, you know, I wonder if, if you could comment a little bit about that. Um, well, I mean, you know, everything is based on technology and I think the pandemic was giving us another push in terms of digital transformation. So because more and more companies realized how important it is to, to start the digital transformation or to push the digital transformation in a complete different way, because we need to free think our way of, of doing business and how you rethink is basically using technology in your processes, right? And it's not about uh, basically creating a backend system which is running your transaction. It's much more because the technology is giving us so many possibilities, right? And that's exactly where we need to drive in as, a, as an IT organization because who else should do it, right? We know it best and we know our topics, but we need to have a certain culture and mentality change now as well, because we are, we are business. I call that always we are business, right? Um, and the good thing is, if you see, if you look at uh, the financial industry, if you look at banks, if you look at financial services, there you had that since years, because there exactly IT is the production, right? And this is exactly what is happening now, also in the other industries. Do you um, do you see the role of IT changing into in put more of a leadership role of you know leading on the technologies as maybe in the past they were more supporting the business ideas and so forth that, that were already there? Yeah, I think uh, I think what I mentioned before, you know, with the IT thought leadership, right? We need to we need to understand on the IT side the business in order to basically apply the new technologies and the emerging tech uh, topics, right, in the correct way. It doesn't help us if we are just coming with the technology alone. We also need to understand the business side. So, um, and this is what I call IT for leadership. We need to give ideas how we can do things different, how we can uh, do our processes different, how we can create new services based on technologies. So this is all topics and there is a big change and you see it, especially in our company, when you look at engineering and you look at IT. So IT was more a supporting function where engineering is, of course, uh, directly working on the product. And now we are, we are basically coming closer together uh, on the product itself because we as IT do stuff also on the product uh, because this is not coming directly out of the engineering area. So we are, we are working very, very close here uh, in the company, also with the engineering colleagues. And um, that's a good thing. I think uh, that's a very, very good and unthinkable maybe 10 years or 15 years back, right? Yeah, that is that is such an interesting uh, point about, you know, the engineering, you know, there's been over, you know, throughout, you know, how, however many last years, I don't know, how in the engineering side has been engineering products, for example, in your business, you know, building trucks and you know, probably a lot of electronics and software on the trucks and so forth and kind of a separate and compartmentalized away from the IT 
um, departments, but now with all the cloud technologies and IoT, then it, um, you know, and capturing all the data, it all becomes you know one thing where mm -hmm. the IT functions are are working together with engineering functions to make a better product for your customers. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's it's one one topic, especially you need different skill sets and you need to bring the skill sets together. As you said, there is a lot of electronics in the in the trucks, right? We do have electronics in there. And of course, there is specifics which the engineering part is doing. But on the other side, if you look holistically, if you look at the connection from a truck and sending real-time information somewhere into the cloud, um, uh, or in the back end, this is exactly what we are working towards. And then there is a big element is the security uh, component as well. So here we, we do a, a big handshake, right? Where we say, hey, the teams are coming together and, and working towards uh, an integrated solution, which we then have within our products. Yeah, and we're gonna talk a little bit more about connected trucks later, but this would be a good point just for people, maybe a quick little overview of, of what's going on with the trucks and the connected trucks. And if you could just tell us, because I think it's such an interesting part of what you guys are doing there. Yeah, yeah, we started actually quite, uh, quite early. We have since a few years actually connected trucks, right? We have roughly 200,000 trucks out at the moment uh, already on the, on the road, which are sending real-time informations, customer, uh, receive this real-time information, right? We're using this real-time information also for specific services for our customers. And uh, it's a good it's a good element. And, and with the, I mean, you mentioned that IoT, right? Connecting everything. Uh, we, uh, I talked in uh, a few years back, I talked connect X. I wanted to connect everything, right? Because you, you can basically make sure that everything is connected in, in, a, in the world. And what I look at it for me, you know, a truck is a digital asset in the IoT world, right? So it's one component which is connected as well. And this is what we are doing and that's what, what we are striving towards. And I'm happy because uh, we, are, we are leading this here and we have that since a few years. So um, uh, more and more customers are using these services as well. So this is a very good thing. Yeah, so interesting. So just so, just so our listeners um, understand, so what we're talking about is, you know, these trucks have, you know, <clears throat> computers and so forth on board, and they have sensors of all types, like, I'm not sure exactly what they are, but let's just say, I would say like the air pressure in the tires and mm -hmm. the, mm -hmm. the temperature of the engine and even the maybe the fuel levels and these are there's and but there's probably thousands of different sensors and types of data that are funneling off the trucks into the cloud. Um, and then, uh, and then, and then Daimler is then using that information, that data, to uh, to provide that for their customers. Oh. I mean, the, is that correct? Yeah, the thing is, look, I mean, it's very important, right? Of course, we we need to look at the data always. Uh, it's not our data, right? It's the customer's data, right? So you know, I mean, there is a lot of regulations around the data and the data usage, and we need to make sure that we have consent with our customers what we are doing. But at the end of the day, the target is for the customer as for us to have an uptime of 24 hours of the truck, right? And this is what we need to secure. And this is what we're using the data for, that we make sure <clears throat> um, that we catch everything. If there is anything happening, that we have some kind of predictive models, uh, which are giving us an alert if needed. And, and that's exactly what we're working towards because this is beneficial, of course, for us, but this is, of course, beneficial for our customers. And this is the most important, that they are using the services and it's their data, so we, we, we basically offer a service based on their data uh, to them, but it's always their data because the regulations are clear in terms of data usage and, and 
what needs to happen. Yeah, that's right. So you're basically it's their data, but you're providing the analytic services and the alerts and the functionality. Cool. It sounds like that's really cool. interesting. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Because this mm -hmm. is this is a value add, you know, because we can enrich the data which we have from the truck with uh, with other data, which is giving us uh, more patterns, more models and more data to look at. And this is exactly what we need in order to secure the, the right quality of these predictive models. And that's exactly what we're working towards. Yeah, you know, you mentioned, you know, you told me, a, you know, a scenario of a truck driving down the road and it gets an alert. I wonder if you could tell us that, you know, scenario about, you know, how they can get service and so forth. Yeah. That was really interesting. Yeah. I mean, there is, <clears throat> look, if you if you have a truck and as you said, I mean, there is more and more electronics, there is more and more sensors. Um, and of course, I mean, sometimes, you know, uh, it could be that there is something something broken or whatever. So what is happening? The driver gets an alert, right? Now, the driver not necessarily knows exactly is that critical is that not critical what can i do and that's the reason why we have the the differentiation between uh, service now events service soon events so and we basically can catch that real time and can say to basically provide the information to the customer order to the driver that we say hey it's a service now you need to you need to uh, have a a service uh, for a specific part, maybe, and uh, then we could even give him or provide the customer also a closed dealership, uh, which can uh, run that depends on the region because we know where the truck is, right? So uh, all these services around that in order to secure the uptime, because this is the most important, right? I mean, you are earning money when the truck when the truck is on the road. And this is exactly what we are driving to support our customers in that we say we want to have and secure the uptime. Yeah, really, really amazing. It's really interesting to think, you know, just where all this is going to go, you know, as, you know, the technology continues to evolve. And it's just so, so exciting, all the different changes that are happening. Um, and uh, which, you know, so uh, let's move on just a little bit to talk about digital transformation. I know this is a big thing that you are, um, you know, championing there. And, and we've touched on it a little bit. But if you could tell us a little bit about your, your philosophies of, of digital transformation. Well, I mean, <clears throat> you know, uh, there is a lot of people out there think digital transformation is about using technologies, right? Um, and and I, I have a bit of a different take uh, because digital transformation in its heart, it's a mindset shift of the organization, right? Because what, you, what you're trying to do is basically you're trying to change your business model and you're using, of course, emerging technologies to change the business model. But at the end of the day, you have a completely different mind, right? Especially when you work towards customer experience, right? So let me say in the traditional model, you were basically going from the company out to the customers. Now, for me, digital transformation is I know what my customer wants. My focus is on my customer experience. And this is driving what I'm doing in my back end, or this is driving towards my business model changes. And this is exactly what we're doing to, to make sure, you know, that we listen to the customers, that we hear the customers, and that we also learn, and then basically driving the change towards a better customer experience. Yeah, and so is there, is there, is it hard to, 
to do you think it's hard to to make those kinds of changes to change the you know cultures and companies and so forth do you, um or do you think that people are accepting that very quickly no i mean it's uh you know i'm i i do believe the pandemic was helping us to push it a bit further because it's a bit more obvious and it's been more transparent that we need to have that but of course it's a uh, it's a bit of a fight, right? Because I mean, uh, what you're doing, you take people into a new world, right? You need, you, you challenge people to think about a new approach, right? And this is never easy. It doesn't matter uh, if it's digital, if it's something else, right? Bringing people out of, a, of an existing model is a challenge because this cultural change needs to happen. So um, you, you basically look in, where, in which areas you can drive the change, right? where it's also accepted by the business and you use this, uh, what I would call light towers and, and use that for further push of the, of the digital transformation. It's not very easy um, because a lot of people want to use emerging technologies and they want to want to work with it, but they're not realizing just the usage of emerging technologies is no digital transformation. It's actually the complete shift in your mind and the culture so, and this is the this is the discussion, or this is the the ongoing topic which we're having. But you know, the more people you are you are having in this mindset, the more it will come. And and we have a good examples on uh, on our parts business. We we launched our accelerator, our uh, e-commerce parts platform in the in the pandemic actually. And and you've seen the change, right? You've seen the change in the team. With uh, on the business side, um, and this is this is excellent. This is an excellent topic, and we are using that now as a light tower, of course, to push further topics in the organization as well. And uh, you know, um, it's a good segue into another thing I want to talk about, which is that you're really big on techies, you know, understanding the business, and you know that essentially all the techies throughout the organization that they really need to understand the business problems and understand the customers and. Or if you could share a little bit more about your philosophies there, I think that's really helpful and interesting. Yeah, I mean, I think it's uh, it's important, right? We need to understand. I mean, look, I mean, IT. There is always this discussion about, hey, is it still called IT, or are you calling it software engineering, or are you calling it digital services, whatever? You know, there is so much discussions about how an organ mm -hmm. IT organization can be named. On the other side, for me, uh, there was always the discrepancy in the past, right? That the business was defining something and the IT was doing it, right? Now, with all what we're doing in terms of a digital transformation, it's a collaboration, right? It's something, okay, we mm -hmm. need to define it together, but it's also requiring that we understand the business processes, that we talk to customers, right? That we that we out and, and understand their, their needs, that we understand uh, their pain points, because just the technology is not solving a problem as far as long as you do not understand what uh, what the actual problem is so what we are doing often we are bringing our people uh, to the dealerships we're bringing to our our people to the to our fleet customers so that they are closer to the customer you know and and the good thing is um, <clears throat> the the customers and uh, it doesn't matter fleet customers or our dealers they do want us there as well. So my when I started this job here, just give you an example. Uh, I already visited a, de a big dealership in the second week I was here, in order to understand mm -hmm. a bit on their pain points. And this is a this was a, a eye opener for me, right? And this is what I'm driving now my organization as well. 
learn the processes. You can be as good as as possible with the with the text, and and you can explain that. But if you are not bringing the business content towards the technology, you will fail to implement something for the for the customers or for the internal organization. Yes, yeah, so let's extend that a little bit to, you know, say, let's say, you know, one of the things we'd like to do in this show is that we would want to kind of help people grow in their careers and kind of a career advice and so forth. And I think it's a really interesting aspect of this where, um, you know, you're, you're suggesting that the techies, you know, you know, to, to help their career and to boost their career that they, uh, that they learn more about the business wow. and the customers. And I wonder, um, could you give us some advice about like, like let's say it's a, uh, a software engineer. They've been experienced in three years of software engineering and they're, you know, deep in the, you know, the software engineering teams and so forth. And, you know, what would you recommend to someone like that? Well, I mean, it, it depends, of course, <clears throat> but for our industry, right? Now, uh, um, what, we are, what we are doing, as I said, we'll bring them out to the dealerships, we'll bring them out to the customers. Because at the end, you know, it's always good for them to understand that what they are developing, right? How this is how this is perceived on a customer side. Is that is that something they like? Is that something they mm -hmm. don't like, right? Because this is like you are developing something out of. Uh, let, let me call it. Uh, you're developing a specific mirror, right, for a product, right? Now, you need to have some kind of customer clinics where you get the, the, the input from a customers. Is that good? Is that not good from a driver, right? And this is exactly the same for what we are doing because everything what we're doing, there is a lot of it is touching our customers and our dealers. And this is exactly where we need to work towards. We need to understand because if we're developing something which they don't use, there is no value. And this is exactly what we need to look at. Everything needs to have a value, what we are doing. So in order to achieve that, you need to understand the customer and that's the reason why i just recommend learn the business understand the business you don't need to be in the depth of everything but you need to have and you need to know how your let me call your technology can actually help and add value to what we are doing on a on a business side and this is exactly what i think uh, on a software engineering or software developer they need to understand that as well yeah. because they will be able to do so, better um, a better job then. Let's get let's say you've got a software engineer. Let's say that's not even at Daimler, but let's just say they're out just at some random company and they're working on a software application and they're you know they're coding yeah. away and so forth and they want to do this. So where do they do? Do they just like go to the break room and start talking to the accounting people yeah. or do they ask their manager or how would how would they um how would they execute on learning more about the business? I mean, look, I mean, we all we all know the the, the terms of co-location, right? Swarm organizations, right? And 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 having uh, having teams uh, running uh, projects which are coming from business, from IT, from all the other functions, whatever, right? Now, I mean, this is easy. Yeah, go to your colleague, understand mm -hmm. what your colleague is yeah. doing. Sit beside your colleague and and and. And, and, and learn what the colleague is doing, right? I mean, this was uh, back in, in a few years back, mm -hmm. right? We were talking about user interface, user experience, right? Now, how often a software developer was really sitting beside a user in order to understand how the flow mm -hmm. is of the business? And this is exactly what you do, right? You talk, and, and that's the good thing for us is, you know, we, have, uh, we are also moving 
from uh, project to products, right? You know, everyone is talking about products as well. And this is helpful, the product, and then you have the team together from all the different functions you need. You have a co-location, and this is making the success because this is helping IT <clears throat> to understand much better. But this is also on the other side, helping the business to understand what you can do with technology and what you cannot do with technology. And this is exactly uh, the, the, the break through which we had, um, especially with this co-location topics. Uh, I love it because um, we have so good experience here on that one. So we are looking more on working towards this one. And this is giving everyone a, a, a possibility to learn and to grow. And the co-location is bringing the teams together, the business and the, the techies together into one office yeah, or, yeah. you know, virtual office like these days? Yeah, it's a virtual office these days. Mm -hmm. But uh, what we are, of course, looking at is, <clears throat> I mean, our e-commerce platform is a very nice example, right? We have basically a team which is, which is running on this digital services on the aftermarket side. And we have my team working. And, you know, they were co-located, right? And this was a much better, you know, the sprints was working. And the, the product definition was there. And uh, I tell you, I mean, um, our aftermarket, uh, my aftermarket colleague, he basically told me this was the best IT project he have seen the last 20 mm -hmm. years. And this is due to the fact that we bring the people together. And it's not something like in the past, traditionally, I have a requirement. I throw it over a fence. IT is doing something, throwing it back. No, this is not happening because you sit together <clears throat> and you talk every day about uh, topics and everyone is involved in that. Yeah. And then you mentioned as well, there's <clears throat> some important financing and <clears throat> budgeting, you know, aspects to this, this, you know, changing from the, from a project <clears throat> to a product, yeah. you know, mentality. Can, can you share that with the audience? I think that's really Yeah. I mean, in, in general, of course, we are changing the, <clears throat> the budget model a bit, right? Because at the end, you know, that IT was always considered a cost, of course. And if you look at costs, <clears throat> if you save one US dollar, you earn one US dollar in terms of your result, right? Now, there is a second step, which is IT-driven <clears throat> efficiencies, right? And we know that this is probably 10 times of what you're doing in the cost. And then there is a, a third category. It's um, IT-enabled uh, service services, IT-enabled disruption, right? So, and this is roughly a factor of 100. So, and this is what we're working towards now that we say, okay, <clears throat> we have a traditional business, you look more on the cost side, but then you have two more where you <clears throat> actually go on the IT enabled efficiencies or on the services or revenue growth. But if you do something like that, and this you do with products, um, then you also need to have a different funding model behind that. And that's exactly what we are doing. Um, that we're saying, okay, <clears throat> there is a value generation and part of this value generation needs to flow back into the product in order to, to basically continuously develop it, right? Because otherwise, if you would do it in a traditional model, your costs would go up on the IT side and everyone would wonder what's going on here, why your costs are going up. Now, we try now to start moving that in some kind of a <clears throat> different angle, in some kind of a self-funding model, I would call it, where we have a possibility basically to get the money for further developments or for operations of certain products directly out of the revenue we are generating. Because 
it's directly linked to the value generation for the company. And if there is a huge value for the company in, then we should have the possibility also to spend more money on IT to develop it. Yeah, that seems like such a fundamental part of you know the digital transformation. Like you were saying, if, you know, this is actual you know system that would underlie you know the digital transformation, where you have ideas from tech in the tech department, you know, coming in and being implemented, and then essentially the tech department essentially gaining more funding and more resources because of the success of that, which would then you know beget more and more successes. Really, really interesting um, kind of fundamental layer of the business to, to drive the Yeah, and it's understood also, right? I mean, this is, uh, you know, I mean, it's um, it's one thing, of course, you need a, uh, you need transparency on your IT budget and this we're working towards, you know, give everyone the transparency on the other side. Now, if you go, if you say I have a parts business or I have other topics where I'm developing something, right? A connectivity solution is a good thing because we started that long, long time back, as I said, right? And this is some kind of a profit center, right? So all the costs are in there. So this is also a product and this is services which we are enabling with technology. So now this is how we need to consider all the other topics as well now, right? And this thinking mm -hmm. is is coming in and I think it's a it's the right way to, of doing it because um, you know, everyone wants a digital transformation, which is, as I said, culture mindset, but we also need to be aware when you want to do that and when you want to be when you want to go to a data driven organization all the analytic models if you do machine learning artificial intelligence this is not for free this is money which you need to invest mm -hmm. now there needs to be a value generation and this is what we are looking at everything what we are doing so we we have an idea we look at it we look what is the value generation for the company so we are running business cases on that one uh, so that we are able to monitor and track that as well. If there is a value generation, we can do it. But if there is no value generation, then the question is coming up, do we really need to do that? And this is a, a good discussion, which we have internally now, because this is helping and say, okay, we're focusing really on the value generating stuff uh, for the company itself. Yeah, that is really, really, um, really really great um, information for all of us, for me and for our listeners to hear. Um, really interesting things. Um, let's talk about uh, about just leadership mm -hmm. in general. Um, one of the things that, you know, a lot of people listen to the podcast for is, you know, they want to learn to be a better mm -hmm. leader, you know, this, um, also to grow their careers. They could be a manager, a oh. mid-manager, or maybe they're even a lead or something, and maybe, or maybe they're going to promotion the next year. Um, I wonder what um, what kinds of uh, leadership. What's what would you? What's your best kind of leadership advice that you would that you would uh, recommend? To well, it's it's difficult, right? I mean, uh, but I mean, for me, the 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 most important is you need to be authentic, right? <clears throat> I mean, as a leader, you need to be authentic, right? You need to uh, walk to talk, right? And 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 at the end of the day, you know, it doesn't matter what you're doing, right? It needs to come across to the people. And, and this is, was my, my topic or my learning because I experienced a lot of leadership behaviors or leadership styles over my, my career, right? And you learn, you learn. But what I, what I learned is if you are, you're having your personality and your personality is determined what you're doing, right? So never change your personality because you would be not authentic if you do that. 
right? You can learn a lot of leadership styles. You can learn a lot about leadership in general. But at the end of the day, you always need to reflect on yourself. You're, you need to be. And there was uh, once I, I did a, a nice training and uh, someone, someone was telling me, you know what? The good thing is you need to be grounded and you, you ground yourself with your personality, which you're having. So, and don't try to change that because you say, I need to adapt to a certain leadership style, whatever. No, you are a person. So you are as you are, right? You learn specific topics which you need as a leader, but be authentic, be, be yourself. And um, if you are yourself, I think this is the good thing then you, you, you know also what kind of leader you, you can be or you can be in future or you are. And, and I think this is, this is the best way for me to, to do it, right? I mean, don't change yourself because you are now in a leadership role. You maybe go from a mid-manager into, into more upper management. Yeah? Mm -hmm. Now don't try to change yourself and, and change your behaviors. You are a person, so take that all with you need to be confident enough about yourself. And uh, I think then you are also a good leader. Wow, what, uh, what, what great advice for people. You know, I've, I've uh, seen research where C, uh, like CEOs, you know, have no matter what their style is, they can be successful. They don't have to be like a type A personality. They don't have yeah. to be an extrovert. Um, they can have all kinds of different styles and, and they do. And there are all the different things. Are yeah. I mean, uh, this is, yeah, they, they all, and it's not about the age, you know, there was a lot of thinking. I mean, I was working in Asia for quite some time and, uh, you know, there was a thinking, the longer you are in a company, the more you're basically, uh, uh, you can reach a manager level. So after 10 years, um, because you are 10 years in the company, you can be a manager. And this is not the case. From my point of view, everyone can be a manager. It doesn't matter, right? It can be people with 24. It can be people with 35. It can be mm -hmm. people with 45. The, the age is not the thing. It's about your personality. It's what you represent. And this is exactly what is making a leader. And, and um, I, I saw great leaders, you know, they were in their 30s, right? They were exceptional leaders, right? And this is because mm -hmm. they represented something. And this is exactly what we need to look at. I mean, not looking how long are you in the company? Oh yeah, you're 10 years there now. Now you can now you can grow in the next position. No, it's not about the the, the years of uh, <clears throat> in the company. It's a bit more about what is the person representing, right? Yeah. Well, we're getting a little bit low on time, but I did want to make sure that we had a chance to just touch yeah. on the different technologies you guys are doing. You know, with uh, you have the yeah. case. Um, uh, acronym, uh, which is uh, Connectivity, Autonomous Service, and E-Mobility. And I, um, we've talked a bit about the connectivity already, but maybe can you just tell us a little about autonomous um, and, and the e-mobility things that, that are going yeah. on there? Donna? I think, uh, uh, um, as you said, I mean, connectivity is the base for, for everything what we're doing. On the automated and autonomous, uh, I think um, everyone is aware that um, Daimler and uh, we, we uh, we work with uh, Torque, which is a company on the East Coast, right, on the uh, autonomous uh, piece. And um, I think um, this is very good. And, and we are on the way. We're, we're uh, to, to basically develop uh, our, our autonomous truck, right? Um, and then uh, on the e-mobility, of course, there is uh, trucks out there at customers already. 
We are already having uh, e-trucks um, uh, out at the customers for, for testing and uh, we are testing, right? Um, <clears throat> because we see there is, uh, of course, uh, a lot of uh, a lot of demand in the future, and we think also this is uh, this is the future. This is uh, sustainable, um, and uh, we are working towards it as well. And this is highly connected, of course, with the uh, connectivity because a lot of the services which you basically need on the e-mobility will be part of the connectivity as well. So this is all coming together. That's the reason why this service piece is in there as well. And as Daimler, we are working towards case um, um, uh, since since quite some time. And it's on the passenger car side, it's on the truck side. And we are, of course, sharing information, sharing experience. And uh, I think we are in a very good way to, to do that, especially I'm very happy about the e-mobility because we already have trucks out there at our customers uh, for testing. And, and this is giving us even more, more input what needs to be done and how the behavior is and everything. It's fun also to drive uh, an e-truck. I tell you, I was, uh, I was, I was driving <laughs> now already a, a light duty, e, uh, was a medium duty and a heavy duty uh, e-truck. And it's, uh, it's astonishing. It's astonishing uh, how mm -hmm. this is working. Of course, you need to get used, right? Because there is no sound anymore, whatever. But uh, <laughs> It's really, yeah. it's really, uh, it's really great, and uh, I'm happy that um, we, as Daimler, are, are taking here uh, also a bit of a lead. I would say, um, of course, uh, everyone is doing, but um, taking a lead also in this, in these topics, and and creating the future here. Yeah, creating the future. I know it's really, you know, the trucks and trucking is such an important, you know, part of the economy. It's just such a real thing, you know, and this isn't Facebook where people are sharing pictures and things. <laughs> this is like, these are real big machines that are carrying important things around for us. And there's so much going on where you've got the IoT, you know, and the, the systems in the cloud and the autonomous driving and you know the you know the electric trucks and and it's all coming together with mobile and gps and cloud and um artificial intelligence you know it's really really incredible and it's really interesting to see where all yeah. this is going to go i mean go. it's a it's a but, digital asset yeah. right the truck is a digital asset so mm -hmm. this is what you need everything what we have look at the mobility right a traffic light is a digital asset right every sensor we have somewhere out there is a digital asset right and this is exactly how we need to look at it, right? Your mobile phone is a digital asset, right? Of course. But um, we need to combine that all and we need to look at uh, how we can make use uh, um, to create that. And because at the end of the day, we have a purpose here at uh, Daimler Trucks, which is uh, for all who keep the world moving. And this is exactly what we want to do, right? We want to keep the world moving and uh, uh, we want to make sure that everyone is... Uh, is having what, what is needed. And you saw that in the pandemic, right? The trucks were moving, the trucks were rolling the goods. Yeah. And this um, is good. And thanks to the drivers here, uh, because they were they were keeping us uh, up and, and the grocery stores having, having the, the goods which they sell and everything, mm -hmm. um, that's just needed. That's, uh, that's a very good thing. So it's right. Uh, now well, let's see what we can do when we are creating this digital asset even more and, and connecting that to the whole world. Um, this will certainly give another push as well for us. Yeah, thanks. 
Well, we're running out of time here. Um, uh, one thing I was wondering if, if the, anyone in the audience wanted to reach out to you, what's the, what's yeah, the best, the way, best way is the LinkedIn, right? I mean, I'm on, I'm on LinkedIn, so uh, people can contact me on LinkedIn. Great. Okay. Yes. Super interesting conversation. Thank you, Lutz, for, uh, for sharing all this great information with the audience. Um, and thank you to the audience for joining us. Um, I really look forward to sharing this episode you, with you and sharing you know, future ones as well. Thank you, John. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Tech Talks in the Silicon Forest. If you enjoyed the discussion, please subscribe to our channel, leave us a review, and tell your friends to listen. We'll see you next month.